<laughs> Live on digital media from the vast and spacious VPod TV studios in beautiful Oak Brook, Illinois, the home of Mike Ditka and Michael Jordan's restaurants. It's the Weekly Wrap with your host, broadcasting legend, Bruce Wolf, and his trusty sidekick, former Breitbart contributor and Liberty Magazine editor, Tim Slagle. This week's very special guest, Newsmax host, Kara Castronova. And now, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Bruce Wolf. All right. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap. That hurts. <laughs> I, I, I keep thinking that everybody's watching this on television because you know we are on channel 59.3. Is that what it is? Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, and we're trying to move up to 59.2. <laughs> and, uh, if, if we do well, but a lot of people, uh, such as they are, actually listen to this. So I'm actually knocking on a uh, on plywood or whatever, and it's hurting, sure. hurting my fa- my knuckles every time I do that to announce the weekly rep. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle. Uh, Tim, so I just saw this item uh, yesterday, today that there were like five robberies in broad daylight in downtown Chicago, and even at Millennium Park. And I, I'm just wondering if the people are going to be scaling the bean and waiting for a helicopter <laughs> to rescue them. Oh, boy, we had our Saigon moment. In, it was worse than Saigon in Afghanistan. That plane going down the runway and the people clinging to it. Oh, and, my God, it looked like it looked like spirit air. Exactly. Just uh, <laughs> And, you know... You're going to get in trouble. See, I, I had, uh, so I invoked the Twilight Zone, the Shatner line. Sure. There's something on the plane. And somebody <laughs> said, you know, that's not really funny. I'm not, I'm not in favor of that happening. Uh, it, it was, it's a horrendous experience, and it's really bad optics for Joe Biden. You know, what was it, uh, Harold McMillan? Uh, the former uh, British Prime Minister who uh, was asked what was the greatest challenge that he would face in his administration, and he said, events, dear boy, events. So this is what's <laughs> happening to Joe Biden right now, because everything was going fine. He was going to Camp David, everything. Uh, we got this uh, Afghanistan thing. Everybody's in favor of the pullout. All the Trump's people are in favor of it. Our side's in favor of it. So no big problem, except, oh, you forgot about 10,000 people in uh, Americans. And you know, that number 10,000 is actually uh, pretty significant because if you recall, I think it was last week or the week before, it seemed like the liberals were rooting for 10,000 COVID deaths in Florida or, uh, you know, in the, in, the, in the deep south because... They didn't have the vaccination policy. And so that n- number 10,000 is uh, resonating and it's uh, boomeranging on the Democrats right now because they're at this moment, as of this writing right here, when we were recording uh, right here, it's it doesn't appear that we actually have a plan. It wasn't supposed to happen this fast. That And we don't have any plan of getting 10,000 Americans out. Yeah, the uh, administration officials were completely shocked by the hostility of the <laughs> U.S. media. Yes, I, you know, it's, 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 you know, Casablanca, I'm shocked, you know, all over again. I, yeah, right. I, and they think it's 10,000. They don't even know. If it's they don't 10, even They know. don't even know. They think at least 10,000. We really don't know. And they still think it's going to, you know, deny, deny, deny. Uh, it'll all blow over in a couple of months. Nobody cares about it. But, you know, if Americans, I, I'm thinking the magic word is going to be pallets. 
as in pallets of cash, like we gave to Iran, were somehow, or it's like the Cuban Missile Crisis when, oh, gee, how did we end the blockade, uh, the, the, the crisis? Oh, well, we gave up those Air Force bases in Turkey. There's something, there's going to be some kind of trade. There's going to be the Chinese are going to come to the rescue, like the Russians had to come to the rescue uh, in Syria. And uh, But we're going to have more than egg on our face over this, and uh, somehow we're... we're because nobody expected it to happen this fast. It was supposed to happen, you know, in 90 days. And yet yesterday I saw uh, Trump on Sean Hannity. And, boy, when a guy who's been impeached twice actually looks presidential in comparison to the current president of the United States. Now, Trump actually didn't even want to try to look like he was ready for office because he was sitting there and his hair was it was like an awning hanging over his, even more so than usual. But so it, he looked like a political cartoon of himself. <laughs> totally, and uh, I am orange man. But he, he, but it was just casual enough. And of course, you know, Sean doesn't exactly challenge Trump. He's more like an obsequious servant. But Trump did say, "Yeah, I would have gotten the guys, everybody out of there first. Now he's the one who set this in in motion, but." Yeah, and I like, you know, I've become an expert. You know, uh, herd mentality, oh yeah, I know all about that. But Grom uh, Air Base, yeah, I know that. Oh, all of a sudden, I'm an expert <laughs> on all these things. But we, why did we give that up? You know, that was pivotal for us, you know, in yeah. exiting, in the exit strategy, and we gave that place up. So. Yeah, there's not there's not a lot of trains going out of there, not a lot no. of buses. I mean, there's, no, there's at like, least there's not going to be any boat people uh, from <laughs> Afghanistan. It's a landlocked country. Oh boy. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, will NFL players this year be allowed to wear a decal that says "Afghan Women's Lives Matter"? I'm just I'm just wondering about that. And speaking of the Afghan women, so there was this. Uh, I saw this on Twitter. This young Afghan woman crying about what was going to happen. And this is before Kabul fell. Let's watch her. She's not speaking English, is she? Right. See, it would have helped if she spoke English, but she's cute. And that matters. But you know, that's all optics. Apparently the English in Afghani schools are not the English program. Well, if you'd given them a few years to actually get the education, but but now all of a sudden they're not being allowed. Okay, Well, no, that's because anyone... I'm on her side. Anyone who speaks English was employed as a translator, so... So... Yeah, that's bad. And then we've got, of course, our own correspondent, uh, CNN's very own Clarissa Ward, who uh, found the metamorphosis uh, was quite sudden in uh, Afghanistan. They're just chanting death to America, but they seem friendly at the same time. It's <laughs> and I love the lilt. They're chanting death to America. It seems friendly at the same time. Well, I am being held hostage right now. Of course they seem friendly. It's like being in the CNN break room. They, they shout death to America there right, all the right. time. What else is new? Uh, so do we have another clip from her? Yes. Clarissa, back to you. They've just told me to stand to the side because I'm a woman. <laughs> Did you notice the lilt goes all of a sudden? It, wasn't, it should have been if she'd kept the cadence going, 
They told me to stand to the side because I'm a woman. No, I was like, oh, they just, the aside that she just said about being told to stand to the side. Ah, sorry about that. Not so friendly now, huh, Clarissa? No, no, no. It was was pretty bad. Now, I I know that Biden is going to try to look at this as like, eh, it was a snafu. You don't like the rollout of Obamacare. Yeah, we had some problems with the computers, but basically it became, you know, it it was all right after a while. I, I just think when you see that video of the plane, and, 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 and people trying to, you know, get caught in the wheel wells or, they, you know, whatever and, and hanging on and some guy dropped from a couple thousand feet. Uh, I mean, to me, it, you know, there are stark images and that that's the equivalent of the Taliban having their knee on the chest of America for nine minutes. Uh, and uh, and it's not it's not going to go away. I don't think it's going to go away uh, that soon. And I don't think. It's, it's Biden is not playing eight dimensional chess on this. So, <laughs> so I, I, th- I think he's got I think, some problems. Uh, I think I think there's a resignation coming. That's I, I you think. know I actually yeah, but he, they, they don't like to the Democrats don't like to fire anybody. Who are you going to you to get General Milli Vanilli out? Uh, well, you know, there's a few Democrats still clinging to Biden, like like Afghani's on the side of a C seventeen. Do you think? Do you think we would actually? <laughs> do you th- it's it's an overworked mel- uh, metaphor already and we're only eight minutes into the show but no go keep going for it i think you get two more and i get, I get one more today but yeah i th- actually thought is it possible biden could pull a william henry harrison who died one month in the office and he could he could just exit we'd have kamala harris as the president uh, of the united states i don't it does seem like they're trotting him out now, and they're being very, very careful to bring him out just to make a, 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 a speech and then uh, and yank him back. And he's not answering questions. And you're just wondering if uh, you know how long he can last through this. They're not asking him what he even said. Can you believe this? And boy, did he feed the line to everybody? A few days ago, he said, it's going to be a rocky road. And everybody was saying, oh, here are the ice cream <laughs> questions again. So, I mean, but I mean, when you say resignation, I mean, who, who, who do you think? How many times can you can you fire uh, uh, Alexander Haig or whoever's in there right now? <laughs> no, I think I, I, I really think that I mean, I mean, the media has turned on them. They're, they're, they're not yeah. they're not they're not even trying to cover for them. I mean, they're letting it they're letting it all out. So it, it's. I think I think he made some serious errors. I, I, I think everyone knows he made some serious errors, and I think like the people that, that, around him close are going, "Ah, Twenty Fifth Amendment time." <laughs> oh, that's pretty fast. <laughs> I mean, it did remind me of his speech when he ex- uh, of David Fry's impersonation of Richard Nixon. Do you recall that? I accept the responsibility, but not the blame. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I just. It's, it, I do, but I do think you know when you look at it. Trump wanted us to get out, probably would have screwed the pooch, too. Biden wanted us to get out. That's bipartisanship. Now, that's the second example we've had of bipartisanship in the last uh, little while. You know, the uh, remember the trillion-dollar infrastructure deal? Oh, that's so long ago in the rearview mirror. <laughs> All right, we'll come back to Afghanistan. But we got a guest coming up, Kara Kastranova, who's a, a former boxer and Please protect me, because uh, she's tough and she's kind of the you know altish rightish, and she's coming up after these words. This morning, new details about 35-year-old Ashley Babbitt, who was shot and killed by a Capitol police officer. 
video captures the moment she fell to the ground during the chaos. He's got a gun! As others warned of the danger, medics then rushing her to the hospital, but she later died. A documentarian says he witnessed the shooting. Oh! She was going, like, going strong. And next thing I know, she was shot. I, I do remember yelling guns when I saw guns and trying to warn her from going in. Like, it was like very slow motion because I was trying to, in my mind trying to... And uh, we'll be talking about Ashley Babbitt and other things uh, on the weekly wrap with me, Bruce Wolf, and Tim Slagle. And we are pleased to be joined by Kara Castronova, who is on the, the show called The Wise Guys on Newsmax on Saturday nights. Thanks so much for being on the show. We appreciate that. Thank you for having me. And, and you so far in our show it's in its, in, is in its infancy, but that is yes. the best background that we've had for any guest <laughs> so far. We had one guy who had a fake bookshelf behind him, that was, and then I asked him what books he had read and, uh, behind him, and he said none of them. So... Uh, I assume that you water all the plants behind you. I so, do. I'm uh, very much into watering my plants. Well, yes. there, you, there you go. Now, we should give a little background on you. I, you have an amazing background. Uh, for one thing, you won uh, two golden gloves as a boxer, which yes. uh, is amazing. Uh, and uh, you were also a boxing announcer. Uh, did you do the Michael Buffer kind of? Uh, I did. You were, I mean, you could do his imitation. Do the invitation if you want. I, I do have to tell you that Let's Get Ready to Rumble is a registered trademark, as you I know all know. It is, but go ahead and do say it. That. So say I something talk, else. Like, you really have to talk from deep within. Like, I'm, I'm not going to talk. Like, and introducing, like, you have to, like, it's like, you, it's not an invitation, actually, when you do the, when you do it, because you have to throw, you have to talk from your stomach. And when you talk from your stomach and, like, your diaphragm, you actually sound like Michael Buffer, and it's odd. And people will say to me, oh, don't you shouldn't try to sound like Michael Buffer. I'm like, no, actually, anybody that talks from a diaphragm and announces boxing is going to automatically kind of sound like that. <laughs> um, it just, like, is inevitable. I'm not trying to sound like a guy, but nobody would hear me. Well, let's hear I... it already. Let's hear what you okay. do, how you so do what, it. Who should I introduce? Should I introduce you? Yeah, introduce Bruce Wolf. Bruce Wolf fighting uh, you. Because we're going to be Why fighting you, shortly. Where, where are you from, Bruce? Uh, from Skokie, Illinois. <laughs> and fighting out of the right corner, he is from Skokie, Illinois, Bruce. And then your last name. Wolf. Let's get ready to tumble. Let's get ready to tumble. There you go. Pretty good. Now, you're also. It, it, it's it, hard to do um, when you're close up. It's easy to do when you have a crowd that you have to uh, get your voice out over. So, and you know, it came in really. I, I always said to myself, what a useless skill this is, ring announcing, <laughs> until I started doing rallies, until COVID happened and I started becoming an activist. Um, I really never thought that that would be a skill that would translate into anything whatsoever. Sure. Uh, you know? it's, yeah, it's versatile. I mean, you can use it for, for something else, for oh, rallying yeah. the crowd and all that. Rallying now, it's interesting. Crowd, yeah. You won the, your Golden Gloves at Madison Square Garden. This is how old I am. Uh, I know who the boxing announcer was at Madison Square Garden, like in the 1940s to 1970s. It was a guy named Johnny Addy. And, I mean, so, so you, you actually won boxing matches where... The great, and Johnny Addy would be considered. You ask Michael Buffer, he'd probably say that Johnny Addy was the great. Yeah. So I'm just trying to give you a little history of ring announcers. Just to. <laughs> I was so lucky to have gotten a chance to fight in Madison Square Garden. You know, I mean, that's unbelievable. I, I know it was magical to say the least. I, magical. Isn't everything yeah. like the? You know, it's like going downhill after you've won a Golden Gloves or two at Madison Square yeah, Garden. Yeah, 
it really is a lot of you know a lot of the fights that happen nowadays like the you know even in Barclays Center I just don't feel like it has which is the new kind of Madison Square Garden in New York it doesn't have that same magic as Madison Square Garden does what was your so style? Was, what was your style of boxing? If you could, I uh, was an aggressive counterpuncher in the end. In the beginning, I just like block punches with my head, and I had a lot of heart, and I moved forward a lot. And then I started to realize that really wasn't conducive to like wanting to be on TV. So I started <laughs> moving my head more and counterpunching. You know, which, did you float like a butterfly know, or anything? Or I tried to. I tried to. I really tried to emulate Floyd Mayweather. I love his style. Oh, okay. I don't know. If, you know, you have to be young and reflexive to to be like Mayweather. But I really like the way oh. he would not really get hit at all. That's so wonderful. That and you were also a celebrity trainer on The Biggest Loser. So yes. I, that's uh, that's amazing. Um, could you give me, uh, because this is going to descend into a, a terrible fight that we're going to have. So before we do that, I just wanted to know, I really need, I would like 10 more yards on my uh, seven iron. And I just, can you train me? Give me a couple of tips right now. What can I do to get... 10 more yards. Are you trying sense. to lose weight? No, I, it's not losing. I mean, that wouldn't be bad, but I mean, really just get tough. You could, you could hit from the woman's tees. See, to that's get the tough. Thing. Yeah, there you go. You, well, you know, I would say, I know this isn't about getting tough, but I mean, for me, I lose weight. I'm just going to sound so boring, but I literally don't eat gluten. I think it's toxic. Um, okay. If you stop eating bread, you can eat, I call it the potato diet. I know right. it sounds weird. Like eat all the potatoes you want. Whenever you feel like having something like bread or sugar, just eat potatoes and literally you'll lose weight. It's crazy. I know Wait a minute. Crazy. I thought eating potatoes is the no. thing that, well, it's carbs potatoes and it's going to make you gain they're weight. They're natural. They're from the ground. They come out. You eat them just the way they come out of the ground. They're not processed. Same thing with white rice. I'm half Chinese. I've been eating white so, rice. So you don't, you don't slice them and fry them. And exactly. What oil. I was going to say, well, <laughs> will you have something from the ground, sir, with your Big Mac? Uh, no, uh, that's not exactly you mean what just, you're talking about. You mean about. raw potatoes, right? Yeah. No, I just boil them or you can bake them. Don't yeah, fry them. Right, like they know? do in the Soviet Union. Okay, so, uh, all right, let's let's talk about Ashley Babbitt. I, I looked at your Twitter feed, and I noticed uh, you're very partial to, to the family of Ashley Babbitt. And I was just wondering, I mean, you, you don't look at her as a hero, do you? I, I look at her as a martyr, and I really do. I think that she represents a movement that uh, was stifled. Uh, I think that the capital... I don't know. I have no idea where your political leanings are, guys, but I do think that the Capitol. Uh, I'm a squish the conservative. Uh, you're a tough one. That's okay. that's how I would describe it. Yes. Okay. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, yeah I, it, the thing is, is that uh, she actually was breaking the law. She was going through a broken window. And right. But we all bro- we've all broken the law at some point in our life. You know, I mean, to be the way I look, it, was she a hero? She was a war hero. She was an Afghanistan. Yeah, I separate wars. that from what she did right. in this particular circumstance. And she was breaking the law and she should not be lionized because of that. I mean, would you want somebody, uh, you know, I, I remember when Tammy Duckworth, uh, the senator from our state, actually uh, toyed with the notion that it would be okay to tear down Mount Rushmore. And I was appalled by that. And uh, you wouldn't want some of our, our great uh, monuments taken down. And, and, and the Capitol, I mean, even with Nancy Pelosi in, and I'll grant you that, is still uh, a shrine, and it should not be breached. And that was right. wrong. And so Ashley Babbitt is not a hero. I'm not going to, like I said, I mean, I think that the punishment didn't fit, the, it wasn't justified to her, you know, she was shot. Uh, no. Well, I mean, we don't know. We, we don't know exactly what happened. There right. So it's, it's like, you know, I think all that evidence is going to come out. I've been doing a lot of investigating and I, you know, you're right. I do speak to her family on a regular basis. They're really great people. Yeah. But um, 
she, you know, I, and I don't believe in destroying or, or, destro- or dis- destroying or disrupting and, and breaking statues, anything like that. I think there's a difference between breaking a statue and breaking a window. And again, I'm not impartial. I'm really not. I, I try to think, take things objectively and fairly. Um, she broke a window she, or she climbed in a window that was already broken. I just don't think she, it was justified for them to shoot her. Well, you don't, I don't know. I mean, is it fair to say that you don't really know because well, you I weren't do, privy to all the circumstances? Of. How do you know? I, because I've, I've I have privy to a lot of the behind behind well, the scenes. What, no, what 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 do you know that we don't know? Because all we know is that the 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 cop who shot her was exonerated by that, which doesn't mean there isn't a, a, a civil case right. against him, uh, which is different. But uh, we don't know if that, if that would. Uh, uh, Listen, pass muster yeah. either. So, I mean, what evidence do you have that uh, what he did was unreasonable under the circumstances? Right. Well, the fact that the, the Nancy Pelosi, Pelosi committee, the one that they, they just saw, you know, have been airing everywhere a, week, a couple of weeks ago, didn't even acknowledge Ashley Babbitt's death and didn't even bring into investigation uh, the Capitol Police officer that shot her shows me right there that they're trying to cover something up. That should be the first thing that's Well, that's at. Nancy Pelosi, uh, and of course she's right. partisan, and I will concede that, uh, you know, even her... Uh, not even letting the Republicans who wanted to be on, on the uh, committee to be on it was you know, just wrecked the credibility of that. But Nancy, Nancy Pelosi is not a court of law. Nancy Pelosi is not the truth. So I'm not standing behind Nancy Pelosi. What I'm saying is, is that at this point, I mean, why don't you take my view, which is I, I don't know for sure what happened uh, with Ashley Babbitt. It should be thoroughly investigated. But at this point, right. uh, I... Right. We can't say that she was wrongfully uh, shot. Well, I can see where you're where you're coming from for sure, and I do think there needs to be further investigation for sure. I don't think that the government is doing that investigation. I think the lawsuit of the family is going to really be the, what pushes the investigation, and that it, that shouldn't be so. And um, I know that it, the Capitol Police. I'm not sure if you're aware, since they're part of the legislature, they're not. Um, they don't have to answer Freedom of Information Acts because I've tried sure. to write free, for sure. Freedom of Information Acts to them. Um, so they basically have no accountability whatsoever. There were other deaths that day. I'm not sure if you're aware of this, and this is factual. This is 100% factual. I don't go on camera and say something that isn't true. There was another woman that was killed that day. I'm not sure if you're aware of that. Her name was Roseanne Boylan, besides Ashley Babbitt. Um, mm-hmm. She was killed and beaten to death, uh, or what seemed to be in a video. There was video of her. Let me rewind when I say that. I'm not going to say that they the, the death blow was the was a blow from the stick, but it needs to be investigated. Sure. There's video of Capitol Police beating a woman who was laying unconscious on the steps uh, with with what looked like a large. I mean, generally weapon. though, you are pro police, uh, aren't you? Uh, I just would like say I am. Fairness. I mean, I believe in law okay. and order. I right. do believe that there's uh, you know that there people should th- that police should be held. Do you think uh, Derek Chauvin right was guilty of murdering George Floyd? It's interesting that you ask because um I I don't I don't really. I, I, I do think he was guilty. I was the first person calling on Michigan that day. I saw the video of George Floyd being, um, you know, the knee on his neck. I called Michigan. How, how are you a Newsmax host if you're so reasonable? Uh, <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm very fair. You know what I mean? I, this I is not uh, Newsmax. This is. Uh, I don't know about that. Uh, you're I mean, fired think... from Newsmax. You may want to try to get a job with us. Look, will you come back for another segment with us? We'll I talk will. about I do, uh, I do think Coma. Newsmax is very fair. You should give them a, another uh, I shot guess so. If you're on it, fair. they're fair. We'll yeah, be back. They are. Exactly. Okay. See, there you go. <laughs> yeah. Workers protesting outside the governor's mansion in Albany, making their message clear to Governor Cuomo. We want to make our message clear, Governor Cuomo. You will never take away our civil liberties and our constitutional rights. 
And that was Michael Buffer uh, with there kind of a go, soprano right? voice there. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap uh, uh, with Kara Castronova, who is on The Wise Guys on Newsmax on Saturday night. Well, let's uh, not be reasonable anymore. Let's get into a fight here. But uh, <laughs> w- w- what's your problem with uh, Governor Cuomo other than the fact that he's uh, a ex, pervert? Ex-Governor ex- Cuomo. No, he hasn't he's gone yet. Cuomo. Did he leave? Did he depart yet? No, he no. hasn't. And he, we don't even know yet. I mean, he's right. probably waiting. Hey, with this Afghanistan thing going and everything, probably nobody will even notice that I that I never left. But yeah, what, what what's your beef with him? My beef with him was very from the very beginning. This is going back now. That rally was probably back like year over a year ago, a year and a half. It's insane. It was back in March or April, and um, it was the way he shut down New York State. I didn't agree with it. I didn't agree. I thought it was a complete trampling of the Constitution, and I still feel that way. My, with or without COVID, others, like I said back then, there's no pandemic clause in the Constitution. I don't think he handled it properly. We were up at a rally, uh, you know, against Governor Cuomo telling him to lift the restrictions on the state. That was what that footage was from. And I've had problems with him ever since the way he handled the nursing home deaths, the way he was writing a book with using government dollars, the way that he was accepting all these awards when he knew that he was actually hiding a lot of facts from New Yorkers. The way I feel, he destroyed a lot of small businesses in New York. Uh, he's very arrogant. He he comes across as a bully. I just don't like him. And now with all the sexual, um, yeah, how he know, how he handled his secretary, right? It's like, you know, I mean, will I, it's, you it's, accept it's, it's, the nomination, the Republican nomination to be governor of the state of New York? I ask you that right now, Kara Castronova. Would I? Of course I would. There you go. All right. You, I would you know how to state, yell, you know? you know, and rally people and all that. <laughs> uh, and of course, yeah, this was all before even the nursing home stuff and the chutzpah that he had. I'm using a New York word, chutzpah. I figure everybody speaks, you know, Yiddish in, in New York. Uh, a- anyway, for getting $5 million for a book about what a hero he was. And, and uh, now he's uh, he's uh, hopefully uh, gone. But have you seen, of course, you're well aware of the new restrictions that Mayor de Blasio has. Basically, yes. if you're a minority, you can't even get into anything in New York uh, right now or very shortly if you're not vaccinated. Right. It's pretty much, uh, you know, known thing that my, a lot of minorities don't trust the vaccine um, and aren't vaccinated. So that's, that's discrimination. It's medical discrimination regardless. It, it's kind of like mind boggling to me and that I can't go in a restaurant because I haven't had a vaccine uh, in New York City anymore, that if I want to meet up with friends, I am going to be the one who's left out, that I can't go to a gym in New York City, that I can't go to an event in New York City. I mean, it's insane. I can't believe that this is reality, but this is New York City right now. Now, are you vaccinated? So, I'm not. I have, I have natural immunity. I have, actually have antibodies. Um, regardless of anything, I'm very healthy. I work out. Well, how, how do you know that? I mean, I don't even know, understand that. Uh, how, how do you know that you have the antibodies? Well, yeah. uh, there's an antibody test. I had COVID. Oh so, oh, so you had COVID. So you're fine. I've had COVID. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah. All right. So well, you're cool. Yeah. So, the, nat- I mean, the natural vaccine. Yeah. Right. Right. No, right. that's fine. No, it's so, it's so much stronger to have COVID like for you, when it comes to protection. A lot of people after they get the vaccine are still getting COVID. Uh, it's very rare for somebody to get COVID a second time as far as I right. know. No, I mean, I, 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 I had the shot. I would have rather had COVID. Right. It depends on. Yeah, bad it wasn't it so be. bad for yeah, me. Yeah. I mean, it was like the flu. I mean, I'm sure other people have had different experiences. And I'm not right. Well, you're young. You're young. I mean, we're uh, oldsters here, uh, so you know we we probably benefited from the shot. But now, of course, you've got. Uh, I mean, I, I can't stand it. I go jogging in the neighborhood in the morning, and I see these poor little kids who are just starting school, and they're wearing masks to yeah. go to school, and it's just absolutely ridiculous. And it's, I mean, it, I didn't like the I didn't like wearing masks at Halloween. 
There you go. I mean, you know, <laughs> couldn't it, even it, stand the Halloween mask. It, ma- it makes Halloween superfluous <laughs> this year. It does. Yeah, you know, it is horrible, Kara. Yeah, sorry. no, I don't like it either. I mean, I have uh, plenty of friends who are really against the mask. On, I don't like wearing it either. I only wear it when I really need to wear it. I, I really find it restrictive on breathing. I don't feel like it's healthy as a fitness person to wear a mask, and I don't think it really protects. I don't know for certain. Like I said, I'm not going to sit here and say I know for certain. Um, but I know plenty of people that were wearing the masks and got COVID. So, I mean, the CDC keeps changing their guidelines. No, First, right. they told us if we got vaccinated, we wouldn't have to wear the mask. And that, that was a real reason, believe it or not, a lot of people didn't well, hated the mask so much. They figured, oh, let me get vaccinated so that I don't have to wear the mask. I know tons of people who did that. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, just kidding. Well, yeah, no, I, and I, I mean, and I, as, as somebody who did get vac- vaccinated and had to wait in line, you know, a, a couple of times there, uh, which was a great inconvenience for me, did uh, not like the fact that uh, now I've got to protect the unvaccinated. Oh, th- that doesn't make that doesn't make sense to me. And then I was at, at the deli at the food store the other day, and there was this guy who was probably morbidly obese, and he had a mask on. And I'm thinking, uh, well, first of all, why are you at the deli uh, getting anything? <laughs> and uh, now I've got to feel guilty that I don't have a mask on. And I was ready to yell at him, but I didn't. Right, right. I guess it kind of like, it's funny because like you're saying like you, you're mad because you don't want to wear the mask because to protect the unvaccinated. But then it was like a year ago, people that I know didn't want to wear the mask because they're saying, oh, my, your fear shouldn't trample on my freedom like because you're afraid of covid then you shouldn't uh that doesn't mean i have to wear a mask so it's kind of like reverse now right everything. i find that to be really interesting very very confusing let's try to fight about something here because i'm i'm, fight, I'm with a boxer right now and we're in the in the 10 point must system i i don't the referee slingle what do you what do you think <laughs> i think it's a draw so far uh, right sure yeah <laughs> this is not exactly the thrill in manila i mean it's you're nice right you, yeah. you want to fight let's fight yeah let's go do you let's like go Donald trump are you a trump fan all right here we go him? all right i'll tell you i'll tell you uh i voted for him twice but i think he's a horse's ass you what do you think I voted for him twice, and I vote for him a third time. I may vote for him for you a know? third time, but I still think he's a horse's ass. He sure, I, I, he, I think he's. I think he's so funny. You know, yeah. he brought me a lot. He brought me a lot of joy. Like I love to go to sleep at night and watch his videos that during the day, watch, check out his tweets, and I, I still feel withdrawal. From well, of course, it, you, you know? you're biased because he actually supported you when you were when, when you were going after Cuomo. Was it? Uh, yeah, he yeah. retweeted me. He I met retweeted him a few times. you. I mean, he's never retweeted me, so. But I'm not biased. I liked him. I actually was running. I mean, I was actually volunteering for the Hillary Clinton campaign. Oh, my goodness. Are you a flip flopper? Yeah. I mean, I did a huge flip flop. And you know what? When did the metamorphosis happen? It's it's almost like transgendering to go from Hillary Clinton to Donald Trump. I watched him do the debate against uh, Jeb Bush and he said there were no weapons of mass destruction. I was like, whoa. I couldn't believe he said that because I mean, like, this is something like you, you I, I guess, a liberal would say, and I that he said it on a Republican stage, and I was like, this guy has like so much nerve, and everyone was like, he just killed himself, he's never gonna, he's never gonna get uh, elected, he's out tomorrow, and then he just. It's went funny up because I think that, that may have been the very same moment, or very close to when I got up off the couch and I was ready to slug Donald Trump because he was like, to me, the guy was all of a sudden uh, second guessing what we had done, in, uh, and at the time. That was that was the decision to be made. And now we get to Afghanistan. And, of course, Trump is on Sean Hannity last night, and he's saying, oh, I never would have done any of this. Well, he did set it in motion, and maybe he would have gotten the 10,000 uh, Americans who are there out. I, I don't know that he isn't just as feckless as Joe Biden on that. All right, let's 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 argue about Afghanistan right now. Okay, 10-point must system here. Round 10. 
Okay, let's Johnny, go. ladies and gentlemen, and Wolf is cut. He's Angelo Dundee is using a styptic pencil and, and putting some uh, eyeliner on him as well, so he can look as half as good as his opponent. Go ahead. Yes, tell us. Afghanistan. I mean, what do I think? I think that Joe Biden messed up severely. I'm not going to like. I know everyone's saying, "Oh, it was Trump who started this deal," but there was no problems like this when Trump was in office. I think we had pretty uh, a pretty good record when it came to foreign affairs when, when Trump was in office. I do think that Joe Biden botched this up. I do think that if Trump was in office, this wouldn't have happened. Um, I, I have that t- that much faith in Donald Trump. I, it's terrible what's happening. I know that the women are panicking there because it's like they're totally going to be under Taliban rule now. I'm kind of in the middle when it comes to should we be a, should we be that as, as Americans, how much should we be involved in foreign affairs? Like I'm, I'm in the middle. Well, I mean, aren't like, you worried about uh, the here you've got a great terrorist base. It's, it's called Afghanistan. Do you want another 9-11 situation? No, and, and that's what we no. were paying for. Well, then you got to pay for it. But Donald Trump, you know. He thinks $42 billion a year is way too much money. Probably thinks five cents is too much money for this this kind of thing. So, I mean, what do you, you got to put up or shut up on this stuff. Yeah, I guess it's more than like, you know, it's, I, I, it's stuff we're not paying attention to because we're all here in the U.S. arguing back and forth about masks and vaccines. Right, we don't like care. design, right? Yeah. And now all of a sudden after the Taliban is taken over Afghanistan and we're like, what the hell? <laughs> like it came out of nowhere where we were all like fighting over like race relations and you know, Asian hate, and then all this stuff. And I feel like this is all media uh, distraction. Ding, 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 ding. That's about is over. It's over. It's all over. Let's go to (laughs) ring announcer Tim Slagle. (laughs) Yeah, that looked like the final blow right there. Tim uh, Slagle. No way you can recover from that one. Who won this bout between (laughs) me and the kosher comet, Bruce Wolf and Kara Castronova? I'm going to go with Kara. Oh great! Because oh, you. <laughs> you like her background. Come on, she's got thank she's you. got the plants. I've got the because wood she could paneling. beat the hell out of me. So, That's yeah, it. me too. I'm a little bit scared. Well, uh, so you're going to be on Saturday Saturday nights. Uh, Saturday nights. The at wise at guys. 10 p.m. But, uh, 10 p.m. That's time. Eastern time. Your Eastern bias yes. right there. Okay, yes. nine o'clock. Uh, you know, flyover time, as we call it. And uh, all right, so uh, we look forward to your announcement that you're going to run for uh, the Republican nomination for governor. Oh, of the wouldn't state that of, be great? Uh, you that know? would be terrific. You know how to yell. Oops. You know. Uh, you know uh, how to project your voice right now. And you know, you might want to get the little. Here, you know, uh, or is that that's intentional, right? No, that, <laughs> no it's not. Because, yeah, yeah. you know, when I let Thank it fall you. down Thank like you this, for letting me know at the end. No, <laughs> that, 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 that's fine. That's fine. Thank you so much, Kara Kasparova, for guys. joining us. We appreciate it. And uh, don't forget to plug our show, even though you forgot our names already. No, I will. That, I will plug your show. Please send me the link. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kara Kasparova. Bruce Will and Tim Slagle. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the. They're only supposed to knock twice. <laughs> Let's do it again. Weekly wrap. Uh, we just talked to Kara Castronova. The uh, I would the, love to see her in the governor's mansion in uh, in Albany. Or, or, just because. Uh, can, can you believe I was giving her fashion tips? <laughs> Ridiculous. The, the chutzpah of me. Uh, she actually has a very even more interesting background than than I gave you before. Her father was a Vietnam vet. He died of complications from Agent Orange. Oh, man. And he's buried in Arlington Cemetery. And I actually was going to say, remember when I said, oh, how about Mount Rushmore? I was going to say, 
oh, you know, your dad's buried in Arlington Cemetery, you know, that, but that's getting kind of too personal, you know. Do you remember when Bernard Shaw was in the debates in 88 with Dukakis? He said, well, what if your wife were raped? Yeah. You know, would you be in favor of abortion? You know, Dukakis should have just gotten out, gotten his pith helmet on and rammed uh, Bernie, Bernie taken, Shaw and said, taken, don't ask me a question like that, you horses Taking off the headphones. Yeah. <laughs> right. So anyway, she, and... and uh, she so she's and her mother is like Chinese and Filipino, father um, an, uh, an American. So she's almost kind of she's kind of like Tiger Woods. She's got that combination going. She got, for some, her. got some intersectionality points. It's very good, and uh, she was she was enjoyable to talk to. But I I the reputation that Newsmax has is that isn't it alt right? She seemed fine to me. I think they're trying to lose that. Oh, okay. You know, in, t- in today with the you know with the uh, the mainstream media reporting all these fake stories for oh, right. four years. Yeah. I mean, nobody's credible anymore. Right. I mean, Except I mean, it's us. All. Except <laughs> us. Uh, back to Afghanistan, just very briefly. So you know, when it comes down to it, Biden is basically saying what Trump has always said. It's it's a I can't use the word because we're on channel 59.3. It's it's a crap hole country. Yeah. That's what he was saying. It, but if Trump uses, see, the Democrats' virtue signal, oh, we care about human rights. Nancy Pelosi talking about women and uh, and girls. Uh, and, wh- and why do women and girls get special consideration? I thought we were all equal now. All this, all this, we're going to protect women. Next thing you're going to tell me, we do, we're not going to have them uh, register for the draft. <laughs> and that they shouldn't be on, uh, the boys shouldn't be on their teams. I think the proper way to say it is it's an underserved country. <laughs> right. That's how you say it. Now. So yeah, sometimes the best advice is uh, don't just do something, stand there. And that's what Biden should have done. He could have. No, it wasn't a big issue in American politics. And he, for some reason, felt the need. It, it's a Trump policy for crying out loud. Nobody would have done anything. It's, he spent $42 billion as a rounding error in, in the uh, AOC infrastructure bill. I, it's the only Trump policy he did didn't overwrite with an executive order. <laughs> <laughs> the one, the one. And, you know, I mean, to, to compare what he said on July 8th to what he, you know, wound up saying, which was, and July 8th, oh, they've got 300,000, there's, there's the, the Taliban are going to cause any problems. No, no way will you see helicopters and then, on the end but the tell, Right, the telltale thing was, he uses the Latin, he says, they need a modus vivendi. Okay, now, a, 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 a modus vivendi is... Uh, it, getting two sides that don't agree to somehow come to s- some sort of reconciliation. But when you throw in Latin, look, I went to law school and I did better than Biden did in his law school where, where he was, I think, 78th out of 83. I was at least 74th <laughs> out of 83. And when you throw in the Latin where you don't need it to, to impress people, all I can say, Joe Biden, is race ipso loquitur to that. The thing <laughs> speaks for itself. He had to use Latin. You knew that he was BSing. I thought it, it was an Italian sports car, the, the, <laughs> the modus vivendi. It's, 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 it's a floor wax and an Italian sports car. So, all right, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and now the Oakland Raiders, apparently. That, uh, what are the, where the LA what are, where are they? The Las Vegas Raiders, right? The Oakland Raiders. Uh, the... Uh, have superseded what the Steelers did, but we, we have their new mask policy uh, up on the board here, and uh, they 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 said that everybody, uh, all fans, were required to bring their masks for the upcoming preseason game against the Detroit Lions on uh, Saturday, August twenty first, and 
that when they were in p- people were in the concourse areas, uh, they would have to wear masks, and you know, there's all kinds of the, these these crazy rules. Uh, the Raiders have gone one better. Now you have to show that you were vaccinated. But I was thinking, shouldn't the players wear masks in the huddle because they're it's close <laughs> quarters, uh, worse than Lollapalooza, or while tackling. I would think that the, you, you should put the mask on at, at that at that point. I think Lions fans have been wearing masks well, for they years. Like the Saints fans <laughs> with the bags over their heads, they don't have. That would be superfluous to wear the mask. But yeah, and th- this was the skybox situation I was in at, uh, at Kaminsky Field a, a couple of weeks ago. But it, it could uh, it could happen at Heinz Field as well. If you're in a skybox, they're saying, oh, you don't need to wear the mask because the windows are open. But if you walk back 15, 20 feet to the bar area and you're mingling, so then you got to put the mask on? I mean, just... Well, no, because then you have an excuse beverage. Oh, 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 (laughs) gosh, I didn't know. Now, I would also like to direct your attention to the uh, penultimate paragraph, which says, fans will not be required to show proof of vaccination to enter Heinz Field, comma. However, in accordance with CDC guidelines, comma, unvaccinated fans should wear a mask at all times. And my point here would be, uh, shouldn't there be a semicolon after Heinz Field and then... uh, However, it should have a comma after that as well. I mean, as long as we're nitpicking about when to wear masks and everything, can't I nitpick about punctuation? I think we have to add Bruce's grammar cor- corner sure. to this. It's, I mean, I hate when people episode. just throw. Well, I, I, I just can't stand when people use how they throw however in however they want, and they, there's never. They, and I had to do all this stuff when I was working for the Learner newspapers 40 years ago, and sure. I, so I'm going to rub it in and make everybody else do it as well. Yeah. <laughs> No, and I, I get upset with people who ha, yeah, have spelling errors in, in, on Twitter. I, you know, I'll, I'll correct that as well. Yeah, I am. Uh, well, little, no I'm, a, I'm a bit punctilious. I, I will admit that. <laughs> I will admit that. So, uh, let's. You, speaking of football, um, Andy Dalton uh, has fallen faster than Cobble. I would say. Uh, yeah. <laughs> okay, my, there was my there's second. There's my second one using it. <laughs> Uh, because they, all of a sudden they want to go, and I know you don't know anything about it, but just fake it. Uh, I want to say Jay Fiedler. No, it's Justin Fields. It, it, he had a, a good quarter or half against the second and third teams of the Miami Dolphins and then said, you know, it kind of looks slow to me out there. And it's Olin Krutz, uh, good old number 57, although Tom Thayer is my favorite number 57 uh, of all time in the Bears. Uh, he, as he said, well, what quarterback is going to tell you that it, it looked fast to him? So, I mean, he knows, he knows uh, how to talk the talk there. But everybody's excited about this. And should he get uh, uh, first string reps in practice? And should he start the uh, first game of the season? And I ask you, uh, Tim, would you like to punt on that question? Absolutely. Okay, let's move forward uh, to uh, Jay Cutler, who is uh, apparently, he's back on Twitter, I know, and we should get him as a guest. I, for some reason, I, you know, people, I, I think Cutler reminds me of myself because I have this certain sneer when I'm standing on the sidelines and it doesn't, it looks like I don't care when in fact, uh, 30% of me does care. And I just, but anyway, he's. The he's, 30% that doesn't shows. Yeah, right. So, and he's running for the school board and what, what's his, his it's his business to do that. Let, let's listen to Jay Cutler. Former NFL quarterback Jay Cutler announced on Twitter that he has been dropped from an Uber Eats ad campaign due to his views on mask mandates for children in schools. Lost a commercial with Uber Eats partnering with the NFL, Cutler wrote on Twitter. 
was going to film in LA. Views aren't aligned. Oh, I didn't know they had like robocalls doing these uh, <laughs> <laughs> doing these announcements. Oh, I'd say wanted to hike minimum wage for uh, for for <laughs> news anchors, so yeah, they found I, a, but, but, found an automation to do it. it, it, it Jay is not politically correct. I know that he's a Tucker Carlson fan as well, which means you're a fan of conspiracy theories. And uh, you know, a lot of people believe in the conspiracy theory that Jay tanked during the second half of the NFL title game, NFC title game against the Packers, uh, that he should have just rubbed dirt on his knee when he uh, couldn't come back for the second half. <laughs> well, he had, the, he had yeah. the twisties. No, I think he was actually hurt. But uh, I, how did he even survive in an NFL locker room? He probably didn't voice. So he was he was at his best when he was just standing there snickering on the sidelines. At least he wasn't saying what he actually believes that he didn't believe. Can you imagine him with the stickers right now, the the decals that they're wearing? And he, he probably doesn't doesn't even believe in any of that stuff. Neither do I. But uh, <laughs> but you don't put a sticker on your helmet. Yeah, but I just uh, I, I I just wonder about Jay. And, well, um, he's not working for Uber Eats anymore. So, oh yeah, I didn't even know that existed. Oh, it's not, oh, that's that's like uh, DoorDash, right? Yeah. That, okay, sure. Um, so, coming up, we've got what we call the Snopes segment. Oh, which I can't is, wait for that. Which is our producer just humoring me, like so, <laughs> uh, no, uh, Snopes, of course, is this fact check uh, outfit. And like fact, yeah, right. Check. Politifact uh, is a fact check, and you have to check. You know, as Juvenal said, "Who will uh, watch the Watchers?" Uh, I, uh, I don't know if you know, like Robert Feeder is the watcher of the Watchers in the media. I watch the Watcher of the Watchers. Uh, that's how meta I am. But uh, this guy who founded Snopes or was one of the big wigs actually was found to be a plagiarist and a fraud. And so now Snopes and, and is... And an adulterer. Oh, well, there and we go. And an embezzler. I should have put the adultery. It's the first thing, of yeah. course. And uh, He was actually taking money from Snopes to buy hookers oh, well. while he was married to the uh, other partner, founder of Oh, Snopes. that's such a terrible thing. And that was, years, that was years ago. And now that's it's, a terrible uh, thing. Now they found that he doesn't have character. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, you know, you always find about these p- people, like, you know, like Ayn Rand, you know, she, was, she had all these noble ideas that she, but in her whole life, her personal life was a total mess. Okay, I mean, she didn't respect anybody. She was ordering I, I people around think, all the time. I still think that she inserted the whole uh, uh, her whole philosophy on love into Atlas Shrugged just as an excuse to have an affair with her intern. But I mean, that's where it goes. I mean, first of all, she was at Florence. Uh, uh, I want to say Florence Henderson, Florence King, one of my favorite writers in National Review. Years Florence ago. Henderson was having an affair uh, with her intern. I, I think so. Uh, she she once said that uh, that uh, who are we talking about right now, uh, Miss Florence Porter? No, we are talking about oh Michelson Snopes. No, we're talking about Ayn Rand. That she was a nice Jewish girl, and she never admitted that she was a Jew. We'll be back. Bruce Wolf and Tim Slagle on the weekly wrap, and it's time for the uh, bonus block or the block bonus. And we bring in, uh, we're, we're going to play the Snopes game. Oh, I can't wait. In honor of the plagiarist, adulterer, and sure. what else did he do? Uh, 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 embezzler. Uh, embezzler, plagiarist, adulterer, and uh, uh, had had pseudonyms, too. Cheated himself at solitaire, I understand, <laughs> when he was 17. <laughs> 17. But he's always yeah. right on with the facts. Sometimes. So, uh, Chris, uh, yeah. let's play the Snopes game. 
Well, and uh, as you say, in honor that we which was not scheduled, we we rushed this together. Sure. After the story, did we ever say the guy's name? David Mickelson. Oh, yeah. David Mickelson. Okay. Yes. When you were right. trying to find Anne Rand, Ayn Ayn Rand, Rand in your brain, right? Uh, sure. Said it a couple of times. Uh, Mickelson, a good Danish boy, by the way. Okay. I am Danish as well. The uh, let's get right to it. We're gonna uh, rattle through these, and and I found had a, had a search. They haven't completely scrubbed all of Mickelson's uh, work ah. on the site, though they did scrub all his uh, fake ones. The, huh. Uh, the ones he did under uh, different names. Did you see the, the pedigrees oh. he created for these people? Oh, that's wonderful. They were Pulitzer Prize winners. These oh. people that he created. They were, they were, the um, imagination. Yeah, so he, he's I mean, Joe Biden, a great plagiarist himself. Not a great plagiarist. He was a bad plagiarist. It knocked him out of the 1988 campaign, which is why when we had standards. Well, now I think he's, yeah. uh, he's cribbing off of Jimmy Carter. Oh, yeah, right. We've got a malaise right now. No question about it. And he didn't go with names like, you know, uh, Jack Smith. Jeff Zerandonia was one of his uh, fake that's names. good. That was the Pulitzer Prize winner. There was one that was an anagram. I, 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 I thought Zerandonia was. I was trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> I am a Nazi, I think. Yeah. Right. So uh, something he did in, I think this was 2015. Biden made a disrespectful joke to a father of a Navy SEAL. So this would, be, uh, uh, this would be still when he was vice president. So, so, so we have to guess whether these are real Snope stories or made-up Snope <laughs> stories. Is that the game? This is, yeah. Is it did, did this check out? Is it true? Is false? the story true or is this an actual Snope story? Well, confusing because it involves Mr. Mickelson. Right. Is we're we're just going back to the is this true? Did, did, I, did this false, actually happen? Or we're being like we, Snopes we, right now. We're Tim, trying we, to. We, right. we played with uh, with Dobie when he was here, but we've we've now combined the unproven. Oh, okay. And, and half and half to oh, make okay. it easier. So it's three things: true, false, oh, unproven, okay. or can't can't figure it out. Uh, that Biden made a joke about the Navy's. Biden made a disrespectful joke to the father of a Navy SEAL. I'll say that's true. I'll say that's true and proven. This is a. Undetermined or 50-50, because mm. although the father on the record has said he did, I, that is not enough proof, apparently, because the following day, the mother said, uh, well, they were very nice to us at the White House. Did not but mention those aren't the, mutually exclusive. Yeah, they're saying death to America, but they're friendly. Yeah. I mean, I just don't... <laughs> to me, that's the isn't that the perfect Snopes thing, though? Well, we couldn't figure it out, even though the father on the record said, this is, this is what Biden said. Well, because they're protecting Biden. Correct. So this yeah. is so this is what uh, Biden said. This is the father. Plagiarists uh, of a feather. What did he say? Uh, speaking of Biden, this is the father. An hour later, he came over and approached me. Woods told Beck, in an extremely loud and boisterous voice, he asked, "Did your son always have balls the size of cue balls?" Oh well, there you go. Hmm? You know, Biden. I, Biden is missing this moment right now, as of this writing. Because he was very cruel to the Afghan people, his whole tone is—it's like I mean, I mean, he could be sympathetic. Oh, this is a terrible thing, you know. Well, we got to leave or something. But no, it's like they're—they're—it's a crap hole. That's what he's saying. Did you? Did your son have balls before the Taliban cut them off? <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Okay. So uh, zero zero. Uh, the viral Trump versus Biden gas prices meme is highly misleading. This is this is how they start the. Uh, is it is it highly misleading or is it not? This is Snopes fact checking. Um, the meme that's out there and it shows uh, one where it's a dollar eighty three. Yeah, and then the other one where it's uh, four uh, four ninety five. Yeah. yeah. 
Right, because the Trump meme is when Trump was growing up in Queens. <laughs> this, is, this, is, this, this meme was from a couple of days ago. No, but I mean, floating around. I mean, that's when the gas prices. No, they didn't were. say where the gas prices from this. So is the what's the, from, the prices are? The prices are higher. What, what, what can I say? So you're saying that... The, I mean, let's get OPEC to pump more oil because we shut down all, all our sources. So, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, but Snopes is Snopes is probably saying it's false because of the prices have nothing to do with Biden and it has to do with people going back to work. Hmm. I, I'll, I'll agree with that. I'm going to piggyback on that one. Right. I concur, said Justice Thomas. Well, a, a very convincing uh, argument yeah. from uh, Tim. It is, it is false based on... Um, they they say it's not accurate though it though the picture is from when Trump was president a year ago, and the picture is from when Biden was the president as to right, say, but it's misleading. And the and the prices are way off because one well they had two things one was taken in Texas and one in California so of course it's going to be a little bit right. different of course, but also just for exactly what Tim says nothing to do with Biden they go in and defend Biden and say but they always defend Biden so so you have to put that in yeah. your head. When you do that, we do not recommend basing broad and declarative conclusions on two seemingly cherry-picked <laughs> pictures showing gas. But prices. they cherry-picked during well about the cherry picking. <laughs> yeah, cherry-picked cherries. Very well put. So we are we are now tied at one apiece. Moving on. Is Biden uh, letting thousands of illegal immigrants into the U.S. without COVID testing? Uh, no, they're they're being tested, and then they're. Then they're letting them Yeah, <laughs> right. Oh, you're in. Yeah. So now go to the red states and infect all those rednecks. Yeah. So you're going to say that it is, it is true. That it is true. true that he is. It's not a good game if you have to ask me what my answer was. Well, you didn't give an answer. I thought uh, I'd see that's the I, I problem. Would say, I yeah. would say immigrants, I'm, I'm going to do the same thing I did in the last one. Immigrants are coming into the country without COVID tests. However, Biden isn't letting them in. It has nothing to do with it. Oh, they'll, they'll uh, exculpate uh, Biden. Yeah, Biden is. The theme of this Snopes is that Biden is never wrong. Right. Okay, I'm getting so, it. So in the spirit, and, and, and Tim is leaning on the right way to go with this, but it, they, they say mostly false because they are, but for the majority are being tested and let go. They don't know what happens after they're tested. Yeah. That's how they're uh, defending it. Oh, my and, goodness. And, of course, Jose, I think I'm getting the theme. Jose, the, I yeah. have your results. <laughs> Jose? And, 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 and here's the, the, the first sentence after the headline is, of course, is Snopes interjecting their opinion. This is not the first time in history that immigrants have been accused of spreading disease. Oh, yeah, right. Let's do a... a and meanwhile, Joe Biden, when he was a senator... Didn't want any of their dang Vietnamese refugees coming here. He didn't. But of course, the Democrats didn't want him, and that's why the Vietnamese always voted Republican. So now's the time for the Republicans to embrace the idea of Afghans coming over here. I might add. Yeah. I might add that every Thanksgiving and Columbus Day, we're reminded that immigrants brought disease. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's a, the whole guilt trip. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're, we're shifting off of uh, Biden. For oh, now time. that I got, got it. <laughs> well, because you got, you got too familiar with the, the, okay. the pattern. Uh, are uh, firearm uh, suicides more common than mass shootings? Are firearm suicides? Yes. This was, uh, well, like of course, that's how you define a mass shooting. 
Well, they use the. I will give you that. They use the now. Uh, I believe. Yeah, I'll say suicides are more or, seven or more involved. No, three or more involved in a shooting is considered a mass. I will say that, fi- that firearm shootings, but are more prevalent than ma- uh, mass shootings. But that Snopes will somehow say that it wasn't, that it isn't. Um. Yeah, I don't know how they're gonna. I don't know they're gonna weasel out of this one unless they say that uh, the mass shootings are suicides. Exactly. That's what yeah. I was thinking. Yeah. yeah. Well, now we have to go back because yeah, I, I threw you off. I, I built you up, and and Snoop, Snopes was actually honest, and uh, said no suicides are more common than mass shootings. Yeah, right. Sixty percent of all shootings are suicides. Did you know? Yeah. That? Oh, absolutely. 60%. If you if you watch like Hillary Clinton with her sleight of hand during the, the debates with Trump, I just remember this. She was arguing for gun control, and she threw in. And, and suicides. So, so that, you know, she just threw that because if you don't have suicides in there, you don't have the stats. You don't know how to beef up the stats. And if anybody knows about suicides, it's Hillary. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Somebody self-immolate. That. All right. Here we go, Vince Foster. Let's, here's your new Newsmax host. They're, they're getting weak, but let's bring him to Newsmax. Yeah. Vince Foster. Here's the final question. Yeah. Bruce, can I get a little mouth organ, please? <laughs> We're going back to the origins of Snopes, what it was uh, kind of built on from the beginning, and and asking Mm -hmm. a fun, non-political one. Is Isaac Newton's apple tree still alive? Oh. You know, it's funny that you mention that, because we stand on the shoulders of giants. (laughs) William F. Buckley (laughs) stood on the shoulders of Russell Kirk, who stood on the shoulders of Edmund Burke, who stood on the shoulders of Isaac Newton. (laughs) But he made a great fig cookie. Oh, yes, he did. So is the tree still around? Is, is Isaac if Newton's Isaac Newton's tree, tree falls, does that prove that there's gravity and no one's there? Yeah. Uh, I will say that it, uh, it met its untimely death during a uh, – I don't even know where Isaac Newton's tree was. So probably England, huh? I would guess so. A spreading chestnut tree, if I recall. <laughs> and uh, I would say that uh, it died an untimely death last year. Yeah, I think uh, they dug it up when they put in the tubes. <laughs> there we go. Right. It is still uh, still alive. Wow. Hmm. Wow. Uh, in an orchard in Woolsthorpe Manor, England. Is that where, where it was when it when it uh, when the apple hit him? Apparently, I don't think they moved it. They built a nice little uh, rock uh, fence around it. Didn't Galileo stand on top of that and drop a couple of things? Uh, Or am I confusing scientific experiments? No, that was the Leaning Tower of Pizza. I think that's right. That's right. That's not. That's still leaning. It is. It is. Here, here, quickly, Tim, for you. It is uh, the same tree uh, where he came up with the law of gravity. Is still thriving in his family home where he spent his childhood. How about that? So that is it. I love learning science. Tied two to two this time. Great. Well, I just copied him on one of them. So <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Biden Went type. with the yeah. theme. Once again, thanks so much, Tim. Always thanks for letting me plagiarize. Appreciate that. We hope to be back next week. Same time, same bat channel. With more Afghani metaphors. 